When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm here via Zoom with Heather. Hi, everybody. And Joe. Hello. And before we start, we want to let you know we've heard your complaints loud and clear about Zoom. We have great news. Joe's coming to visit California next week. We're going to bank some episodes. And in addition to that, we purchased at least one microphone, which all takes, they do the recaps, and I actually have the worst audio because I have to be on a computer to record, and you guys are a little better with your newer computers and phones and stuff. So thank you for sticking with us. This is the last time we'll have audio Zoom issues. With that, let's discuss season two, episode 19, quick hardening cough, and we'll start with a feeling stick. Heather, do you have a feeling stick? I do. I actually have two feeling sticks. I made a realization that I have never talked about. I used to be, well, I still would be if it was still on. There was an adorable show on for one season only, and it was called Happy Together. Damon Williams Jr. was the star. So in case anybody wants to stream it or whatever, Damon Williams Junior fans, happy together. Awesome show. He plays an accountant who lets his rock star client move in. Nice. And you said you had a second feeling stick? I do have a second feeling stick. Um, On a recent episode of The Neighborhood, Max Greenfield's character takes a charcuterie board to a party and he keeps saying charcuterie. So just for fun just for funsies, I googled, does Max Greenfield love charcuterie? (laughs) And it said that he's a vegetarian, which means maybe he does a lot with cheese. Maybe, yeah. In that episode, he actually brought a charcuterie word to an illegal gambling ring party. (laughs) (laughs) With With a, a woodsy Merlot. Merlot. Joe, do you have anything for the feeling stick? No, not today. Or, yeah, or every, a lot of days. Um, I have two things. One, I was so proud of myself last week when I decided Lamorne's character, Winston, only dated girls whose name ended in E. When I discovered today, thank God I hadn't made the meme yet, that I forgot about Rhonda, whose name is not Rhonda E. It's just Rhonda. Oh, and I love your band. I love the way that I found out, which was a Instagram post, which just said, hey, here's the episode we're talking about this week. And some girl with no context wrote, you forgot Rhonda and nothing else. <laughs> so I opened it up and I was like, what does this comment mean? Who's Rhonda? And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about Rhonda. I got Rhonda and I rhonda myself. So thank you to that person. And sorry, I led you guys astray. My other feeling stick is that this weekend I watched the movie Promising Young Woman, which has Max Greenfield in it. And 
cool. did a really good job. I don't know if it was a movie I would like recommend to people because it's very dark, but it was excellently, excellently executed. Moving on to the Netflix description of season two, episode 19, Quick Hardening Cock. After admitting how she feels about Nick, Jess learns that he may be hiding something. Elsewhere, Schmidt becomes preoccupied with buying a fish. Actually an accurate description. I'm very proud of them. Guest stars from this episode include uh, Odette Annabelle, and she plays Shane, and she has been in, like, it would be easier to list what she's not been in. She was in You Again, House, Supergirl, Brothers and Sisters, and Heather, I believe you watched the Astronaut Wives Club, didn't you? Yeah, I was short-lived, but yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, she was in that, too. I've always liked her. Um, I think she's a good actress, so I'm not crazy about Shane, but it was nice to see Odette. So that will get us into the recap. You guys ready to get into it? Sure. Okay, good. So we're at the bar and Schmidt is drinking a melon flavored liqueur, which is safe to drink when you're pregnant. Pregnant. And trying to deny that he's sad about Cece when Nick hands the gang a bill and says no more free drinks. I didn't realize they were drinking for free before. Did you guys? I knew that, but Jess didn't even know they had checks there yeah because she goes yeah joe if that was a real bar would they get in trouble for just handing out free drinks yes you can't legally sell a drink for less than what you paid for it oh so that's that's yeah that's illegal but you know he was trying to make a good promotion but we end up finding out that it wasn't so good Exactly. So then we find out that Nick's more responsible now, and he has a new promotion called Kai's Night, which already sounds terrible from the start. And we see that Jess is feeling some emotion seeing him be so responsible and care about something and flash to her and Cece in the bathroom and at the loft when she says, I want him. I want him bad, which is a very gratifying moment for those of us who want the two of them together. So that's the opening scene. The show continues after the credits, still in the loft with the girls talking about his ambition at the bar. And Nick comes in asking questions about laundry and says he wants to iron and just starts yelling at him because she can't handle that he's being, you know, upstanding, caring about himself, making an effort. Do you guys have any thoughts before I move on to the next scene? Well, I think at this point, she would just be obsessed with anything he does. Well, I think that seeing him in a new light, I mean, I agree with you, but this is what pushed her over the edge to finally admitting her feelings. Joe, do you have any thoughts on it? Well, I like the line that Cece said where power and success has never been attractive. But she was being facetious about it. She wasn't serious about it. Yes, I appreciated that line too. No, Jess, no one's ever been attracted to power and success, which is so funny (laughs) because like, Nick doesn't have either of those things still, but whatever. (laughs) Okay, so now we're back at the bar. Heavy bar episode. A little worried about how much time these guys spend in the bar. And the guys are there while Nick's bartending. And they see there's a new manager. And it's Shane. And she's really pretty. So they're like, oh. And then she walks up and kisses Nick. And she's like, well, now it makes sense. And we see that he's got this newfound sense of caring about work because of the girl that he's hooking up with. And in one of my favorite Nick Miller quotes, he says, this isn't going to end well, but the whole middle part's going to be awesome. Yes. That is how no worries for consequences. He lives in the now. 
Exactly. That's how you think when you're younger. So Schmidt's still trying to drink and Winston's like, I'm going to take care of this and takes him to an aquarium, which I thought was an interesting <laughs> choice. But as Winston puts out what's not to love because there's bubbles mm-hmm. and music. And that's when Schmidt spots the California lionfish described <laughs> in the same graphic way he would describe Cece says he wants to buy one, finds out they're illegal, and takes the worker's hat. So now we're back in the loft, and Nick sees that Schmidt has bought a giant aquarium, and he says, absolutely not. He doesn't trust fish. Jess's reaction is, when did Schmidt become a Bond villain that couldn't afford to live without roommates? Uh, That was my line. I wrote it down. Very good line. And then points out that this isn't really about fish, but thinks it's about Cece. And Jess just starts being super weird about Nick. He compliments her on her dress and she runs away. You can tell she's so uncomfortable. And that's when Nick asks her to drive him to the hardware store. And she says he smells good. He says, because he does laundry, he smells like a damn baby in a meadow. And then (laughs) grabs her face to take the eyelash off her face, which is the second time we've seen that. Because as I shared with you guys last time, it happened to Dr. Sam and Jess and that guy in the elevator kissed me without me seeing it coming with the same move but there's no kissing yet so that brings us to the store and Jess is watching Nick pull chains out there's an old lady watching him it's just a complete mess he's reading his list of things that he needs to buy which all seem to have overriding sexual innuendo and she could barely (laughs) take it and she has to go like cool off by an actual fan when Nick calls her and says he needs the cart and she ends up getting hit in the chin with a board. Joe, you spent a lot of time at hardware stores. You love a good home improvement project. Have you ever been injured inside Home Depot or Lowe's? No, not ever. Has an old woman ever hit on you inside Home Depot or Lowe's? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I usually don't pull chains though. I don't pull chains, so I probably haven't gotten hit on. Got it. What were we going to say, Heather? I love when Jess gives the woman that evil eye. Oh, I know. And she just walks away scared. That's so unjust. So we're back at the loft and Winston and Schmidt are still discussing the fish. Winston has bought Schmidt a clownfish, but he doesn't want some janky freshwater bitch fish. He only wants California lionfish. And he's like, if one thing you wanted, Winston, I would be there for you. Uh, No matter how stupid it is, I would be there to make it more stupid. So uh, Winston says, okay, I'm in. But before we see their antics, Jess is in bed on some heavy painkillers. Man, that all happened quick. She got injured, went to the hospital, got painkillers, took them. They started altering her personality. And Nick comes in with some soup. And again, I'm so, how did Jake Johnson make it through this first two seasons without an eating disorder? She says he has a bubble (laughs) belly. That man is not overweight. He's literally perfect. Oh, that far makes me so mad so she says because she's high that she wants to have sex with him nick is totally confused like do you mean it are you just is it just the painkillers she calls him a beautiful white man <laughs> and in grabbing him he accidentally burns his hand in the soup and gets hit in the eye and gets a black eye now i was going insane the first time i watched this scene what about you guys oh yeah i think my favorite part though was Jess's Judy Garland impersonation. Well, I liked it when Nick jumped in and tried to do an impersonation back to calm her down. Joe, were you excited well, about this scene? 
I'm not sure what Judy Garland was in, but I'm assuming she was a sex symbol back in her day. And that's why they're copying her or yeah, I'm she not was sure. in Wizard of Oz and then went on to sex symbolism. I mean, how how did she's Dorothy, know? right? She's she's Dorothy in the yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's not really a sex symbol. That's just a lost girl. But anyway. Well, later on, yeah. Oh, so I find it funny that you know, painkillers affect people different ways. And so does coming out of anesthesia and oh. stuff like that. And like, I'm, I'm always like happy and getting to know the nurses and stuff like that. But <laughs> I don't blurt out like stuff that I don't mean. So it, it's kind of weird how it affects certain people. Like my daughter, Cassidy, she would cry every time she came out of anesthesia when she went to the dentist. But me, I just kind of say, hey, how you doing? What's up? Like, like I just woke up from a long nap. It's weird. So you're the, so, you're the same Joe that went in? No. Yeah. No, he's a, he's an amped up Joe. So for those of you who love a good Joe story, here you go, Joe story time. First, when her daughter got her tonsils pulled, not only would she not stop crying, she wouldn't stop FaceTiming me, but then like not <laughs> speaking. And I was like, please take the phone from her before she FaceTimed the wrong person and they screen grab it. But Joe, who has had an ample amount of surgeries at the time that I have met him, um, it does react very weird to anesthetic because I forget what procedure they were doing for him, but they said it's one where they actually, especially if it's men, they strap their arms down because when they wake up, they panic and they don't know what's happening and like break loose of like the IVs and like try to escape almost because it could be so you know confusing when you wake up. So Joe was strapped down just in case, but the nurse said she, she opened his, he opened his eyes and he was like, well, hi, where did you go to nursing school? Anesthetic, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, where am I? What's going on? But no, if you're Joe Henderson, it's just, where did you go to so, we're back at the loft and Schmidt and Winston are both wearing wetsuits. Nick comes in with his shiner, as they call it. And he tries to tell a hypothetical story about um, Jess and if she was trying to hook up with him and what should he do? And he has to end it before Shane finds out. And before they can discuss it, Jess walks in, doesn't remember anything, says she's going to go to guys night and they try to talk her out of it. But before we find out what happens at guys night, we're at the ocean and we see which, you know, Nick and Schmidt, was it nighttime, Heather, when they were out the ocean? Mm, I thought it was day. Yeah, but like guys' nights happening at the same time. Very confusing day. Well, maybe it was daylight savings, so guys' nights started at five or six. Perhaps. So they're at the ocean trying to catch the fish, and Schmidt jumps into the water and gets stung on his face by a jellyfish. Winston cannot pee on him to sterilize it because he already went in the ocean. Heather. And let's not forget that before that happens, Winston Schmidt says to Winston, I'll help you lose that last 55 pounds. I know, 55 pounds, he'd be invisible. <laughs> he'd be, he, yeah, he wouldn't even exist. No, um, so we're back at the bar. There's a lot of guys. It's very rowdy. Apparently they're making a $22 profit on nachos. Joe, I thought that was something you were probably excited about for them. And $22 is a good profit. Yeah, nachos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought of Joe too. And Jess shows up and Shane is like kind of touching 
Nick and he's trying to like go with it. And then Big Bob, who I think we see later, but this is our first time meeting him in the bar, tries to act like he like it's normal and everyone's hooking up. And finally, Shane realizes what's going on. Is like, who is this? And Nick says about Jess, she's my room friend. And it's just, I was very upset. Even though I knew it was coming because I knew he was with Shane, this this particular part of the episode hurt me. What about you guys? Well, no, I saw it coming too. Okay, Joe, how are you doing during this scene? With the one with the jellyfish thing? No, in the bar when Jess found out about Shane. Oh my God, I love how he goes, uh, I'm her uh, room friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't know how to explain it. And so she doesn't know, but that leads to a really good scene. But it does, a oh, very good scene. Yeah, and there's some good quotes in the next scene too. So the next actual scene first though is at the hospital where Cece easily comes in with the fish, no problem. She knows a lot of shady people from being a model. And Winston says that she needs to give Schmidt his space and leave before he wakes up because he's not doing too good and she's engaged. You can see on the look of Cece's face, she's like, unfortunately, I know you're right. Um, and he just lets Schmidt think that he found the fish himself. And when Schmidt wakes up, he's like, it was never about the fish. It was about Cece. Don't feel bad for not catching it. It was subtle as hell, which is not true. And then tries to return the fish to the ocean via the toilet in the hospital. But luckily, Winston stops him. And then he says, what are you, the city planner? He does, very angrily. Another person who wakes yeah. up from anesthetic, just on the move, back to normal. So back <laughs> at the loft, and um, Jess is eating ice cream. And Nick comes in, and they start talking about, like, what they are or aren't, or, you know, what happened when she was waking up around the painkillers. And she just says, it was nice to see you try. And then I'm sure this is what Joe was talking about. I remember dying laughing when Nick says that she's a gold digger. Yeah. And then she says she'd be the worst gold digger in the world if she liked him. Exactly. Yeah. She goes, if I, if I was interested in you, I'd be the, <laughs> the world's worst gold digger. <laughs> and he didn't even get that. It was a put down, you know? No, he just kept arguing funny. with her. So then he says, well, if you're not a gold digger, prove it, which doesn't make any sense, but I guess it doesn't make sense. And they kiss, like kiss fight is how I can only describe it. Angry and, kiss. What's that? Angry kissing. Yes. And then in the midst of that, while clearing the table, Nick accidentally breaks the whole entire fish tank. Water and pebbles go everywhere. And then another amazing scene says, I'll get some paper towels. <laughs> and they get to fight about that because obviously paper towels are not going to take care of it. I think that kiss was better than the first kiss because Woo! it was more spontaneous and then it ended badly with a broken tank. So more it was kind of like you didn't expect it to happen. No, they were arguing about who's a gold digger and who's not and who said what and who meant what. And then all of a sudden, what? They're going to kiss? What? I respectfully so, disagree because... I they were arguing about like their relationship and stuff and there was so much chemistry and heat. I but I it was a good kiss. It was a great scene, but the other one caught me completely off guard the first time I watched it. I did not see it coming at all. Heather, what do you think? For me, I was way too worried about Schmidt's mental state to really care. Okay, fair enough. So speaking of Schmidt, 
we're back at the ocean and he is talking to the fish. And I mean, my God, the look on Winston's face, all the looks on his face during this whole episode. And instead of throwing it forward, it slips out of his hand. He throws it backwards and yells, stay alive, CC, as they go to get it to put it in the ocean. And that concludes the recap of the episode, bringing us to our favorite topic questions. Heather, you have something to say real quick before that? Just really quick. Oh my um, when they're drinking the green in the, Schmidt's drinking the green in the bar, it reminds me of something we're all a fan of, hmm. Wicked. Ooh, yes. The green elixir. We do. You know what? I want to say something a little off topic, but because you just said real quick, I was thinking of making an apartment 4D, like a drinking game. So it would be similar to True American, but different. Like, and so you would take a shot or if you don't drink, you could play it. Like how many of my kids play it? Like you take a shot of M&Ms. Like every time Heather goes, just to back up real quick, Every time Joe goes, I say, Joe, what, what's your favorite Jess outfit? And he doesn't have anything written down. So to stall, he goes, in this episode? Like, uh, just to clarify. <laughs> or every time I get annoyed with one of you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that person's going to be completely drunk. They can't see my face. They only know about half the time. <laughs> every, time I every time I apologize, we're on Zoom. Or every time Heather's like, and I, uh, tears were in my eyes. <laughs> Okay, time, moving on. Every time I say Golden Girls, that one too. That's in there too. Um, so I gotta, you, we gotta give a shout out to the makeup artist because that jellyfish scar on Schmidt's face was oh, hilarious because it was like really the shape. It was the shape. No, not at all. But it was the shape of the tentacles, like a jellyfish <laughs> landed on his face. Usually, it's just a sting, like like you would get a bee sting or something, mm -hmm. you know, where it's just like a mosquito. You know, but, but they put the whole tentacles on there. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but if you go back and watch, it's hilarious. I, yeah, I can't believe I didn't see that. That was That's awesome. So that brings um, up... Just, wait, just really quick, though. Um, you know how Schmidt said, if you wanted to do something stupid, I, I'd do something stupid for you? Yeah. And then that reminds me, because yesterday my sister told me Things are always more stupid when you're involved. <laughs> that was nice of me. <laughs> you said that to me at the garage yesterday. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I could laugh at myself. As they say on the internet, I said what I said. Okay, so that brings us to Jess' look. My favorite for sure was the guy's night blazer, her hair up. I thought she looked so cute. Heather, what was your favorite Jess' look in, in this episode? In this episode? <laughs> hilarious um i did something interesting i said my favorite jess look was jess's hair because in this episode she wore a bun a side ponytail in mm -hmm. the opening scene mm -hmm. and she also wore it down so different nice okay joe what was your favorite jess look this time uh probably the blazer at guys night nice we're on the same page pretty much um, that brings us to best dress. Joe, we'll go back to you again. Who's your best dress character for this episode? Well, you know, it was kind of funny. Winston had a wetsuit on when they were in the ocean. And and Schmidt's like, 
hey, you can lose that last 50 pounds. I can help you. <laughs> Winston's like, I don't got 50 pounds to lose. He goes, well, if you saw that wetsuit, you'd see it's not so flattering. <laughs> so they made fun of that wetsuit. So that wetsuit gets my best dress. Okay, nice. I like it. Heather, best dress character. Joe and I are samesies. Oh. Did you want to it's add to that? or What? Did you want to add to that? Or yeah, because it's so hilarious when they're standing in the apartment and they're acting like it's normal. I know. And then the wet and then the phone gets lost in Winston's wetsuit. Oh, <laughs> that's not comfortable. So I did best dress is similar to that, but different. I chose Schmidt because oh. he wears a wetsuit. He wears a fish hat and for some reason didn't look that weird in it. And then at the part where they go just to the ocean, just specifically to throw the sea sea fish back in, he's wearing like shorts and like kind of like a sailing striped sweater. Like he's so dressed on theme just to throw a fish in the ocean. So I chose Schmidt for his mood. Um, so that brings us, speaking of Schmidt, to favorite Schmidt moment. Mine by far was when he called the clownfish a janky freshwater bitch fish. Heather, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? Well, for me, it was just the entire aquarium scene. Mm-hmm. I it just the whole thing was hilarious. So I just took a scene and used it. So that brings us to our favorite or funniest moment. I already shared mine, of course, is when Nick has the audacity to accuse Jess of being a gold digger. Heather, what was your favorite or funniest moment? Um, mine is also Nick, but it's the part where he's trying to convince her that he's not with the manager. So he's like, we all smack each other and all that yeah. stuff. Sleep together. We all sleep together. Even Big Bubba or Big Tony or whatever. Big Bob. And then he <laughs> yeah. Big Bob. Yeah. Because that was really nice. You didn't have to do that. Joe, what was your uh, favorite or funniest moment overall? Uh, I, you know, there was, uh, this could be my favorite funniest, and then it also could be a discussion question at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Nick says a great line, which I think a lot of people can relate to when he goes, hey, you know, this is not going to end well, but the middle part is going to be awesome when he's talking about his relationship <laughs> with that girl. And we can all relate that relate to that, like, this might not be the best idea. Maybe it's relationship wise. Maybe it's work wise. Maybe it's personal life wise, Uh but you do it anyways, because there might be some kind of fun in the middle, even though, you know, uh Oh, I'm probably on a downhill, you know, track with no brakes. Right. Like the fun is worth the payoff. What you're going to have to pay off. (laughs) Yeah. That is a very relatable, very relatable statement. That brings us to Honey Roast Award for the best character performance, inanimate object, writing, editing, etc. for this episode. Heather, who are you giving your Honey Roast Award to? This is kind of a shocker, but Schmidt. <laughs> that could be part of the drinking game too. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why is because of his, you know, again, he's showing an amazing range of emotion, anger, sorrow, depression, still his witty sense of humor. So good job, Schmidt. Okay, Joe. Ah, honey roast. Okay, so I would say the honey roast is probably going to be Nick in this one because he had to juggle everything, including Jess's feelings versus that girl versus that girl being his boss. 
and then just trying to make sure everybody was going to be happy in the end, which we don't know how it's going to work out with the manager, but we saw what how it's going to work out with Jeff. Right. So I actually did something a little weird on this one. I gave the Honey Roast Award to the core four because I thought each one did such a good performance. Nick and Jess did so good. Nick being excited about laundry and the attraction to Jess and conflicted and excited when she's on the pills and is hitting on him. Jess is, you know, high on pills. She's lusting after Nick. She's mad. So many emotions. And then even though it was a ridiculous, you know, storyline, I think that Schmidt really sold it, like about the fish really being about Cece and him coming to terms with some stuff. And honestly, Winston didn't need to talk. Every face he made cracked <laughs> me up. I mean, it was so, you know, low as far as lines for him. I wouldn't say there was a lot of dialogue, but he's in a lot of scenes just looking at Schmidt like, dude, seriously? So I, they, they, it's a tie for me with this episode. I think it was a very strong episode for everybody. I like what you did there. I see it and I like it. Thank you. I'm not going to try and do it again. I don't think it's fair to tie it all the time, but I think this episode is appropriate. Well, you can do it once in a while if you want. Thanks. I also forgot there was a zero jar count I meant to say. I did not catch any bears. Did anyone else catch bears? I forgot again. Joe? No bears. No bears. Okay, so that brings us to discussion questions. Uh, Joe, why don't you start, or do you feel like you already used your discussion question about the statement of Nick? So I guess, have you ever tried to get into something where the middle part is going to be awesome, but you know it may go wrong in anything, whether it's relationship-wise, work-wise, or even just, you know, I'm going to try bungee jumping, even though that might not end well. (laughs) True. Um, that's a great question, Joe. And I, I've done it, uh, as far as buying things I can't afford and just being like, this is so cool. I don't care that it's going to stress me out next month. I will do that with shoes. So I say, yes, I have Joe. Have you done that? Oh yeah. I mean, that's probably the motto of my life, you know, it's just (laughs) like, well, let's try this. And if it don't work out, we'll we'll figure something out. But you know, because I just see the good and the fun and everything and really don't look on the negative side of anything. So I just figure, oh, it'll come out okay. And sometimes it does. And more often than not, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually why, and I was just telling one of the kids this other day, I think it was Cassidy, why Joe and I balance each other out so well, especially for raising the kids, is that I am like, we have a schedule, we have a plan, we're not going to do that because it's going to end bad. And Joe's just like, wakes up and is like, let's go to the beach. Like, we can't, we haven't prepared, we don't have sunscreen, I don't know what the weather is. And so when you combine us together, you can end up with a really good, but also very safe time. (laughs) Heather, did you bring a discussion question? Okay, so do you guys think it was appropriate for Winston to take it upon himself to basically tell Cece to leave Schmidt alone. I think it was very appropriate because this is a TV show. So we're dealing in extremes and Schmidt is obviously basically going insane. I mean, going after a fish in an aquarium and then in the ocean and acting kind of extra. And I think he was just looking out. He didn't say to Cece, never talk to Schmidt again. He didn't divulge some secret. He's in love with you and can't stop thinking about you. I think he handled it as tactfully as possibly. And and Cece made her choice. So he was just pointing out to her as her friend too. Like you're engaged. So act accordingly. Joe, what do you think? I think he was just trying to be 
a good friend because sometimes if you're in relationships that are toxic, it's too hard to see through the, it's hard to see the forest through the trees. You know what I'm saying? So he was just trying to help. Him. What about you, Heather? What's your own answer to your question? You know, I grappled with this one from the minute I saw it and I decided I'm going to allow it. Oh. But yeah, but only, I'm only okay with it because Winston and Cece have a friendship. Exactly. They're all friends. Yeah. But if, if he, he didn't know her and had just been hearing about her all this time from Schmidt and he did that, no, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not okay with it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think but I'm he, okay with it. I'm okay with it. I think he was looking out for everyone's best interest in that particular situation. So um, my discussion question was just more about dating people at work and does it work out? Is it appropriate? Obviously, Joe and I met at work. So I guess that question, you know, is a little bit different for us. But what about you, Hebs? Do not do it you guys do not date at work wow why are you laughing so much (laughs) (laughs) because it's kind of funny from that year there's like six or seven people who got married in our front office from that so it's 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 it all depends where you work. Look, if you work at, say, Chase Bank and you work in a building of 3,000 people, you work on the 10th floor, you might meet someone in the elevator coming down from the 25th floor. You don't even know but works for Chase Bank because they own the whole building and there's so many different departments. I would say that'd probably be okay. There's some degrees of separation there. That's but fair. sometimes there's other jobs that what you do, it almost envelops you. And, and minor league baseball was one of those sports is like that. Any front office sports person will know that it envelops your life. Your whole life is centered around that stadium and ball games. And you spend more time with those people than you do your own kids, your own family, your own sisters, brothers. If you're married, your own spouses. So you find out all the commonalities that you have with other people. And if the relationship, you know, blossoms out of that, I think it's because you found somebody who likes exactly what you like and who has more commonalities than, say, disagreements or differences. So, Joe, you're saying it's okay if you work in a giant corporation or a small business. (laughs) So it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's either way because it's it can be so many different circumstances, but but don't be dating your boss. That's not always a good thing. And of course, never date underneath you either. So like your workers, don't date your workers. So just date lateral is what you're saying. Stay, yeah, stay lateral. Oh, stay lateral. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a horrible idea always. And like obviously excluding how I dated and met Joe, but in theory, it just seems like a recipe for disaster. What were you going to say, Heather? It is a recipe for disaster. Um, I, in college, I dated someone I worked with and it was an on again, off again relationship. So it was horrific. We worked in a tiny video store and if a girl would come in to see him or a guy would come in to see me, that was horrible intense and working together, together and trying to be civil was horrible but I will tell you guys this 
I learned from that mistake. And when I got out of college and started my career, well, I did stalk one person, but aside from stalking him, I never dated anyone in my career. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point there. There is a maturity level to it. And then also if you're going to date someone inside, I just remember with me and Jill, especially when you go on your first date, try to talk about anything but work to see if you have those, those similarities or commonalities. You know what I'm saying? I think it was. Cause I want to say we went to, uh, the Excalibur, whatever it is, where they do the sword fighting and stuff, the jousting, you know medieval was, time. That was not our first date, so A, I'm offended, and two, I'm offended. No, it was at a restaurant in Chino. No, what is wrong <laughs> with you right now? I a barbecue restaurant. No, Joe, no. How did you forget this? It was a comedy club cruise in Long Beach was our first date. How dare you? It was. It was. I know that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And and you got seasick. And I still stuck around. That's pretty good. Where were you going to go, Joe? We were on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to end this topic. I'm going to dive off. (laughs) Joe's all swimming to shore. (laughs) I'm just going to end this topic now that I'm mad at Joe. He doesn't remember our first date. With, I always feel bad for actors and actresses who date. I don't know why they do it when they're on a TV show together or a movie or whatever. Don't and ask me. Olivia Rodrigo is such a good example because she was on New Girl when she was younger. She's still very young. I think she's like 18 or something, 19. And she was one of Jess's students. We talked about it before because she sang River in a Christmas special and she was on New Girl and the song River was a New Girl. Anyway. Um, she dated the, her love interest in the show and then they broke up and on this, I don't know the timeline exactly, but it would appear that they were filming at least the end of the show and they were broken up. And I can't imagine being that age and being mature enough to then work with that person, see them every day, and then act like I'm in love with them. And share oh. it's just so intense. So I, especially for actors, always think, don't do it guys. Even though people will be more interested in your show, it's going to blow up in your face. Okay, so that concludes our lengthy discussion question, our discussion period for this particular podcast. We will see you guys next week where we will be in person, higher than right now, but not necessarily high audio quality. And we'll be doing <laughs> season two, episode 20. I think it's called Father. Um, and we hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.